you guys. So today we're going to be reading The Bravest Dog Ever, The True Story of Balto by Natalie Standiford. Standiford. Hopefully I pronounced that right. Illustrated by Donald Cook. This is a step into reading, reading on your own. Step three. I already know how to read, but I'm just reading some store books so that... Once I'm done with all these, then I'll start the chapter books. But these are better as bedtime stories. This is a true story about a very brave dog. His name was Balto. The year was 1925. Balto lived in Nome, Alaska. Nome was a frontier town. Most of the year it was buried under ice and snow. In winter, there was no way to travel through all that ice and snow. Not on planes or trains or boats or cars. The only way... To travel in Alaska was by dog sled. Balto was a sled dog. He worked for a gold mining company not far from Nome. He helped carry food and tools to the miners. It was a good life for a sled dog. Balto's driver was named Gunner. Gunner made Balto his lead dog. The lead dog runs in front of the team. He follows the trail. All the other dogs do whatever the lead dog does. So the lead dog has to be the smartest and the strongest dog of all. One cold winter day, a terrible thing happened in Nome. Two children got very sick. Their parents called the doctor. He was the only doctor in the whole town. When the doctor saw the children, he was very worried. The children had a terrible sickness. It was called diphtheria diphtheria the doctor did not have the medicine he needed without the medicine the children would die without the medicine many other people in Nome would get dip diphtheria and die too the doctor knew he had to get some medicine fast the hospital in Anchorage, Alaska had the medicine, but Anchorage was 800 miles away. The doctors in Anchorage put the medicine on a train, but the, soon the train got stuck in the deep snow. The train was still 700 miles from Nome. The people of Nome held a meeting. Everyone was very scared. What are we going to do? asked the doctor. We have to get that medicine, at last someone said. What about a dog sled relay? When one team of dogs gets tired, a new team will be ready to take over. The room buzzed with excitement. That did seem the quickest way to get the medicine. But the doctor frowned. It will still take about 15 days. That's a long time. Too long. Maybe the doctor was right, but there was no other choice. The mayor spoke. So the mayor spoke over the radio. Please help, he said. We need the best drivers and dogs to help save our town. Gunner heard the mayor on the radio. Gunner knew he had the best dog team and the best lead dog. Balto would come to the rescue. On January 27, 1925, the race to Nome began. 21 dog teams were in a relay. Each team waited at a different stop. The first driver took the medicine from the train. He wrapped it in fur to keep it from freezing. Then he drove his dogs as fast as he could to the second stop. He made his run in, in good time. But soon the wind 
began to blow hard. The air got grew colder. A blizzard was coming. It was one of the worst storms ever. Still, the race went on. Somehow, each dog team made it to the next stop. In one team, two dogs froze to death, so the driver hitched himself to the sled. He helped the rest of his dogs pull through the storm. Gunner and Balto waited at their stop in Bluff. They were go- going to run 31 miles to bl- from Bluff to Point Safety. That was the second to last part of the race, but the storm had slowed things down. Gunner had been waiting for two days. He did not sleep. He wanted to be ready to go as soon as the medicine arrived. At last, Gunner heard dogs barking. The medicine was here. He put it on the sled with a small stove and little food. Then he hitched his, up his dogs. Balto stood proudly in the lead. Gunner cracked his whip. Mush, he cried. That meant go. The team ran out into the snowy night. At first, the team made good time, but soon snow drifts blocked the t- t- the trail. The dogs sank up their ne- sank up to their necks in the in snow. They could not move. Some began to pa- panic, but not Balto. He stayed calm. That helped the other dogs while Gunnar dug them out of the snow. At last, the train the team was on its way again. Then the team crossed a frozen river. The dogs in the sled slipped and skidded on the ice. Oh no, over went the sled. Gunner got it up again, oh, but the medicine was gone. Wildly, Gunner dug for the medicine. He could not see it through the heavy snow, but at last he felt the package. He put it back on the sled. The team kept going across the river. Suddenly, Balto stopped short. Mush, Balto, shouted Gunter. Gunner, but Balto did not move. Then Gunter saw why. The ice was cracking. If the team fell into the river, they would all drown. Balto stopped just in time. Smart dog, Gunner told him. Then he saw that Balto's feet were wet. If they froze, Balto would never walk again. Quickly, Gunner unhitched Balto from the sled. He led the dog to a patch of powdery snow. Gunter read Balto's paws in the powder. Soon they were dry. Balto was ready to go once more. Balto led the team around the cracking ice. At last, they reached solid land again. Were, Were they still on the trail? Gunner had no idea. The wind blew so hard, Gunner could not see his own hands. But Balto had run this trail many times before. Now it was all up to him. Finally, the storm died down. Gunner saw point safety just ahead. Balto did it, thought Gunter. He couldn't wait to warm his hands by cozy fire, but all the lights were out at point safety. Was the next driver there? Gunner did not know, and there was no time to find out. So Gunner and Balto did not stop. They had been, never been so tired, but they raced on through the night toward Nome. It was just before dawn that sky began to glow. In the town of Nome, everyone was sleeping. Gunnar and his team pulled into the town. They had made it. Balto was too tired to bark. They had been on the trail for 20 hours straight. They had driven 53 miles. Gunnar took the medicine to the doctor. The doctor was surprised. He thought it would take 15 days to get the medicine. 
but Gun Gunner delivered it after only five and a half days. Thank you, Gunner, said the doctor. You are a hero. Balter, Balto is the hero, hero, said Gunner. I could not have done it without him. The doctor went right to work. He gave the medicine to all the sick people. In a few days, they would be well. The town of Nome was saved. All over America, people cheered for Balto. They read about his bravery in the newspaper. Balto was the most famous dog in the world. A year later, the people of New York City put up a statue of Balto. It still stands in Central Park. Lots of children play on the statue. They remember Balto, the bravest dog ever. I love this book. It's just, it's a really great book. And I really love it. It's a true story. And it's real, it's the greatest true story ever. It's like, it's like, it's just as good as a fantasy. I personally, I love fantasies. And, this is not a fantasy, but I really loved it. I love reading stories about dogs, whether it's a fantasy or a true story. And I really and I love this one just as much. It is a really great story. I think I'm gonna read two stories today. Princess Lulu goes to camp. Henry and Mudge and Annie's perfect pet. Henry and Mudge get the cold shivers. Sun is kind of the sun is kind of a big deal. The Great Smoky Mountain Salamander Ball. Let's see. Let's look through the pictures. I really like the Henry and Mudge books because they're kind of fun. And the Princess Lulu Goes to Camp is also one of my favorites. I really love it. I guess I'll read two Henry and Mudge books tomorrow. So, I'm going to read Princess Lulu Goes to Camp. Princess Lulu Goes to Camp by Catherine Christaldi, illustrated by Heather Harms Maoni. Maoni. Prince Lulu was a princess. She lived in a big castle near a big lake with a big fountain in the middle. People came all from all over to see the castle. They came to see Lulu's father, the king, Lulu's mother, the queen. Sometimes they even came to see Lulu. No autographs, please, Lulu would say with a sniff. Then she would wave lip, a little wave, and nod a little nod, and turn to her right. That was her best side. Everyone said so. Excuse me. Life in the castle was fun. Lulu had her own princess-sized bedroom, had a princess-sized waterbed, a princess-sized TV, and a pale pink princess telephone. No princess should be without one, she would say to herself. It's too cold, Lulu would screech into the phone. Then a maid would race up with a fuzzy pink blanket. Snack! She would scream at the top of her lungs. Then a chef would rush in with a plate of cookies. Anything Lulu wanted, Lulu had. And there was one thing Lulu did not have. She did not have a friend. Who
who needs one, she would say to a spot on her wall. But the king and queen were worried. They spoke to the royal wise men. She's smart, said the king. She's pretty, said the queen. The wise man put one arm around the king and one arm around the queen. She's a royal pain, he said. Oh my, said the king, queen. Oh dear, said the king, but they knew he was right. She must learn to get along with others, said the wise man. Perhaps a summer camp would help. I suggest Camp Rough and Tough. He showed them a booklet. All campers have to make their own beds. All campers have to learn to make a fire. You, said the queen. Ugh, said the king, but they knew he was right. Then the next day, the princess got on a big yellow bus. It smelled like twizzle sticks and oranges and tuna fish. My stars, said Lulu, holding her nose. No, my lunch, said the girl sitting next to her. Want some? Lulu stared straight ahead. I guess not, said the girl. Then she stuck her head out the window and yelled, Camp Rough and Tough, here we come. Camp Rough and Tough had five bunks, a mess hall, and a tiny link. No yacht? asked Lulu. Then she waited for someone to carry her bags. Do you need a hand? said the girl with the tuna sandwich. We are in the same bunk. Lulu rolled her eyes, but she handed over her bags. You're welcome, said the girl. Bunk C had four bunk beds, two light bulbs, and one counselor, Jasmine. Listen up, said Jasmine. There will be no gum chewing, no messy beds, and no talking after lights out. The girl with the tuna sandwich made a face. She forgot no phone. She whispered, no phone, screeched Lulu. Then she looked on the shelves and under the beds. No TV either, she called. The next morning, Lulu screamed for her breakfast, but no one came. She, so she put on her best dress and her best shoes and her sparkly crown. Then she walked to the mess hall. On the way, three things happened. First, she got stung by a bee. Then she fell in the mud. Then her crown landed in the lake. Look, it's a mud monster, the, said the girl with the tuna said the tuna sandwich girl when she saw Lulu. Then she pulled she pulled Lulu's shoe out of the mud and fished her crown out of the lake. She even loaned Lulu her favorite squid man shirt. You're welcome, said Tuna. Lulu fixed her crown. I'm, I am not a happy camper, she said. Luna, Tuna giggled. You're you are funny, she said. Then she giggled some more. Lulu smiled, a teeny, teeny smile. She had never made anyone giggle before. Bunksy, report to the lake, said a little voice over the loudspeaker. That's us, said Tuna. They ran to their bunk and put on their swimsuits.
Lulu pulled on her royal bathing gown. Nice cap, said Tuna. Lulu patted your home. Your head. You're welcome, said Tuna. At the lake, kids were laughing and splashing. Tuna yelled, jumped off the dock. Come on, come on in, she yelled. Lulu stuck her toe in the water. It's too cold, she said. Lulu watched everyone laughing and splashing. It looked like fun. She closed her eyes and jumped. Help, she screamed when Lulu hit the water. Tuna slammed over. What's wrong? Lulu waved her arms in the, in the air. I forgot, she choked. I can't swim. Lulu giggled. Try standing, she said. Oh, said Lulu. She stopped and waved her arms. Ha, 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 laughed Tuna. You're so funny. Lulu giggled a teeny, teeny giggle. I am funny, she said to herself. On Friday, Bunksy went on an overnight. They marched for five miles. Move it, move it, barked Janine. Janine. They pitched their tents. They chopped wood for a campfire. For dinner, they cooked hot dogs over the fire. All of a sudden... Everyone started screaming. They were pointing at Tuna. Skunk, right behind you, yelled a blonde girl with a ponytail. Run for your life, screamed somebody else. Major stink bomb, shouted a girl with purple sneakers. Every camper for herself, for herself yelled Janine. She dived behind a tree. Soon everybody, everyone was hiding, except for Tuna. She was too scared to make Help, she squeaked. Lulu stood up. She marched over the skunk. Skunk, be gone, she ordered in her loudest princess voice. She stamped her foot on the ground. She shook her royal crown in the air. Be gone, I say. The skunk took one look at Lulu and raced off into the woods. Everyone clapped and cheered. Lulu giggled. You are a real friend, she said to Lulu. Tuna giggled. You are a real friend, she said to Lulu. Thanks for helping me out. Lulu smiled a teeny, teeny smile. You're welcome, Lulu said. After that, the princess and Tuna did everything together. They told stories after lights out. They made friendship bracelets in arts and crafts. Lulu even learned how to swim. Well, sort of. Then it was time to go home. On the bus, Lulu gave... Tuna gave Lulu a present. It was a pencil with her address on it. Now we can be pencil pals, she said. The next day, Lulu sat on her princess-sized bed. She thought about Camp Rough and Tough. Then she wrote a letter, a letter to her new friend. No princess should be without one, she said to herself. And she smiled, a great big princess-sized smile. Okay, so I really love that book. It's a really good book, and it's really funny in many ways. I I think it's a really great book. And maybe message, message me on Anchor, which one you like more. I, I don't know if I like Balto or Princess Lulu Goes to Camp. I don't, I really don't know which one I like better. They're both really good books. And, 
I really love them. They're, they're really good books. They're just really good. My favorite, actually. I really love them. They're my favorite young readers books I had when I was a kid. They're like my favorite young readers books. And that's pretty much all I wanted to say. That was it. That's kind of my review on the books. Hope you guys like them. Message me on Anchor which one you liked more. And how you liked them. Bye guys.